The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light him up, light him up, light him up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light him up, light him up, light him up, everybody. Saturday, July 3rd, 2021. You know those Cuban cigars you got from your brother-in-law? Yeah, they were fake. And we're going to tell you how you can find out. We have today the 12 ways to spot a fake Cuban cigar. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 12th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. And I got a couple of shout-outs I got to get out of the way, and I have to apologize to people that sent in emails. We had a uh, server glitch, and the email stopped forwarding, and it took a few days before I realized, hey, I usually have seven or eight emails by now. I reached out to Barry, and he goes, yeah, you got like 20. And I'm like, they're not forwarding. So we dealt with it. I have extra emails printed out. We're going to do four today instead of three for the email contest. Uh, So I missed a birthday wish. So I'm sorry for uh, Nicholas Vizcuzzi. Uh, his wife, Colleen, reached out to me through the Contact Us page. You wrote it just the way you wanted, you wanted to say it. Correct. <laughs> I spelled that phonetically. Cool Z. Uh, and all the way up from New York, we have Emily, Mia, Zoe, and Jonathan. Uh, yes. Super fans. They all watch the show, all of them. Wow. They look underage, but two. Well, two of them aren't smoking. So No? I think, okay. I think we're okay. We're okay. Uh, so it's a beautiful 4th of July weekend here in sunny Salem, New Hampshire. It's <laughs> yeah. 50 degrees out. It's been raining for two days. We had to put the heat on. We put the heat on. The heat is on on July 3rd. And, and that's Dave week, that put the heat on, by the way, and he's typically a heat miser, but he was chilly. Yeah. Last week, it was almost 100. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, 98 yeah. degrees. And now it's 50 degrees. They were calling for global warming yep. earlier in the week, and now it's 50 degrees, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> then it switches now it's to, cold. It switches to climate change at yeah. that point. So we're talking Cuban cigars today, so uh, why don't we uh, smoke this? Because this says right on it, it is a classic Cuban. Yep, so today's first cigar is the classic Cuban, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic. By United Cigars. Dominican Republic. It says classic Cuban. Yeah, we'll get to that later, yeah. probably. Uh, <laughs> size is a 6x60 Gordo. Features a dark Habano wrapper, and the fillers is a Cuban sandwich. Uh, it is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. A single will set you back $319, while a bundle of 20 is $49.99, which comes out to just $250 per cigar. That's a savings mm-hmm. of $14 or 22% off the bundle price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So ham and cheese is the filler of the cigar. 
With a little bit of mustard. With a little mustard. Pickle. A Cuban sandwich. You need the pickles, is that, too. Is that a Cuban sandwich? I, I, I see what you tried to do there, but that was a swing and a miss, buddy. For those that don't know what a Cuban sandwich is, what exactly is a Cuban sandwich? Uh, it's a press sandwich. He's asking for a friend. Of uh, ham, Swiss, pickle, mustard. But that's not the case what's in the cigar as a Cuban sandwich. No, I wish it was, though. Yeah. So what they'll do is they will, they'll use some longer pieces up near the head and then fill down with some... Smaller, shorter people. fill, so it is a mixed fill cigar, and they'll call that a Cuban sandwich. That's right. So those that don't know, that's what we have here. Because if you don't know, now you know. And the price again, uh, three nineteen for a single, but uh, when you buy them by the bundle, it's just two fifty for a six by sixty. This right. is the best bang for your buck that you're going to get, and, and it's a Cuban cigar. It's not. A, it's not any Cuban. It's a classic. It's Cuban. a classic Cuban. It's not a Cuban cigar. It's made in the Dominican Republic, and we'll get to that. But right now, let's cut it. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars. They stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Cold drawer is a Drake's coffee cake. Drake's. I'll be the judge of that. God damn it. It is a Drake's coffee cake. <laughs> With the cinnamon? Yes. yes. I agree 100% with Barry. <laughs> Only this one time. I'll find a way to agree with you on the after show or something. We'll make up for it. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Hummer by Vertigo. Hummer by Vert, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the Hummer by Vertigo features single action. You press the button down, the lid pops open. Three jets come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you've got a flip-out bullet punch, an easy adjustment wheel, in addition to a fuel window, all for the low price of $19.99. That is the Hummer by Vertigo. Okay. So let's get to this. Good thing you picked a triple uh, jet lighter for this, not a single jet. <laughs> for the 50 ring gauge that it is. 60. Yep. 60 ring gauge. $3.19 if you buy a single. $2.50 if you buy a bundle. A bundle. $2.50. It's unbelievable. And it's a classic Cuban. We got to make sure we get to the classic day in classic history. Well, this yeah. Week because it's brought to you by Classic Cigars. Okay. Stephen Wells thinks it's strange that Mr. J would stutter the word Hummer. Mm. If you saw the view that I see from here, <laughs> I just was so worried that Barry was going to forget who is in our studio audience and make an off-color uh, comment. So I, I struggled. Yes, I'm going to be off my game today. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of asylum? Do we'll you just have? have to say, girls, if we say earmuffs, just cover up. Just cover them up. <laughs> Okay, so there are 12 ways to detect a fake Cuban cigar, and uh, we're going to get to those, but um, why are they making f fake Cuban cigars? Why do you think that ends up happening? That's because P.T. Bonham said there's a sucker born every minute or something Well, it's like the that. same. it's the same reason why you have fake Rolexes and... Fake. Well, a fake Rolex. Purses. Get, you get ten thousand dollars for a Rolex. It's worth 
faking something, but to fake something that's worth $10. But the guy that is wearing the fake Rolex is wearing it because he wants to look flashy and not have paid a lot of money. And it wouldn't it be he the knows same. It? Does he know it? The fake Rolex guy, does he Ed know Sullivan, it? Ed Sullivan, you have a fake Rolex? Yeah. You know it? Oh, yeah. Okay. You can tell the difference when you're wearing your fake Rolex versus your real Rolex. Yes. Okay. But Which is weird this, because this, he does have both. He has both, but he wears the fake so that he doesn't have to wear out the real. Yeah, do you have Cuban cigars? I might have one or two. Do you have any fakes? Yeah. You have fakes too? Well, people gave them to okay. me. You know, and it becomes this, well, do I just throw it out or what do you do with it? Yeah. You can light it on fire. I think there's yeah. a percentage of the people that don't realize a fake Rolex when they see one. Oh, most people. I mean, there's really good fakes. Yours is a really good fake. Your fake. It's a super fake. Yeah. <laughs> your, your fake costs still 500 bucks. Right. So a $20 fake is not going to... No. No. Okay. And typically, when we talk fake Cuban cigars, the fake is the price. Mm-hmm. Because they're buying a $5, $10 cigar, and they say, oh, I have a Cohiba, where Cohiba starts at $20, $25. There's no way it's a real cigar. It's a real... You it's know, been a long time since someone's pitched a, uh, a fake Cuban cigar to you on the beach, but they start off at $25, and then you talk them down. Yeah, and then it'll be $5 if you want. Right. <laughs> the key is to say no. Yeah, and, they, and we'll get to all those things, but <coughs> we are our most... Fake Cuban cigars made, manufactured. Uh, I'm going to say Dominican Republic. That is correct. They got a whole factory making them over there that I've witnessed many yeah. times. Uh, another big place is Mexico. Touristy places is where they're going to sell most yeah. anyway or in America. Why in America? The forbidden fruit. Right, because we can't legally get them, so we're willing to buy what we think is them. Because you can't imagine in England there's a lot of fake Cuban cigars or in Spain. Because you got to go through all the same crap to import that cigar. you got to pay all your tariffs. It becomes becomes a profit loss if you got to do it with the fake stuff. You may as well. There's some fakes there, too, because you get the touristy guy that's coming there, and he's like, oh, I'm going to bring some Cubans home. And he's going to get sticker shock. Yeah. So they'll show him, well, you know, I have these for 10 bucks. I'll take Guy's that. not going to know. Yeah. I'll take and them. Even though in sheer numbers, it's not as many, but there's a lot of fakes in Cuba. You know, you probably got hit up when you were yes. there. But so, it can't be a fake because it's Cuban tobacco made by a Cuban roller. It's real. So is my watch. It's a real watch. <laughs> but the point But is, your watch wasn't made at the Rolex factory. Nor were the cigars you're getting in Cuba. This whole story right. of, oh, my brother right. takes yeah, two look at, if, look at if the guy in the Rolex factory stole all, enough parts to make your Green Hornet watch right. or whatever and made that at home, it is still a Rolex. It wasn't made in the factory, but it is a Rolex. No, because it's not coming with the guarantee. It's not coming with the warranty. It's not coming with anything. And the the other point is... Cuban cigars don't come with warranties? No, but who's to say that the guy rolling them on his kitchen tables, putting them in the correct order, that they're going to burn properly, they're going to taste properly. The free market is what it is. I roll my eyes when I say taste properly. Because they give you one to try, and they give you the best one that they can, 
And uh, on the Cuban fakes, they're made with Cuban tobacco, but that is not handled in the same way as it is in the factories. I would make the argument it's handled better, but <laughs> yeah, look some at people Noel, will make that argument. Look at Noah Rolas. He was arrested in Cuba for selling fake Cubans. Right. Mm. Or for selling cigars where the only person allowed selling, selling anything there yeah. is the Cuba. Correct. Right? Now, in China, do they, where they make fake everything, fake pocketbooks, fake, they are pocketbooks, but fake name brands or whatever, do they have fake Cuban cigars in China? Uh, they have fake everything else. Got to assume they do. I mean, they have their own tobacco fields out there. They're at the trade show every year trying to sell cigars. Right. And they never sell anything. Mm. Yeah. They must have some. They must have some. So so maybe the U.S. isn't the worst. Maybe <laughs> China is even worse than that. I don't know. Uh, but part of it is uninformed Americans that buy these things, and they think it's something different. And that's what we're going to talk about today because we're going to get to them. Um, where are most fake Cuban cigars sold to tourists, American tourists in other countries, or even in the U.S. Uh, online with fake Cuban cigars also. Uh, do real ones get in? Yeah, they do, but there's, there's far more. They said like 80%, 90% of Cuban cigars sold into the U.S. are fakes. Hundred percent, vast majority. And I, you know, I worked as a bodyguard and a private investigator, and I was in a very well-known Cuban online retailer who told me if I want Cuban cigars to reach out to him directly because some of the stuff that they send through are fake, just in case they're confiscated by customs to offset their losses. So he is one of the top retailers that people go to all the time online, and I won't mention the name. But he flat out told me we don't always send authentic. They said it. Said it to me directly and my business associate. We're yeah. just going to gloss over the fact that Barry Stein claims that he was a bodyguard. <laughs> he said it many times. Are you some kind <laughs> of ninja that I don't know about? Are you very flexible? Could you kick no, me in the head? it's different. It's driving somebody. It's making sure they get to their location. It's not what you think it is. And you could take a bullet for him. For him. You could get in front of them, and, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, they're going to most likely hit him. a human shield. Right. Human shield. The human shield. You Let's fit call two, him that now. You can fit That'll two be people a, behind me. <laughs> the human shield. <laughs> His new initials are HS. Human shield. Um, all right. 12 ways to detect a Cuban cigar. Upwards of 95% of all Cuban cigars sold in the U.S. are counterfeit. They're fakes. And the number one way to detect that, and this is what we Somebody's yelling it at their screen right now. This is the most common. This is the most common. We've seen it a hundred times. They walk into the store and show it to us. I've been on the islands where they present these to me, and it is a glass top box of cigars. Usually Cohiba because they can mm -hmm. get the most money for it, but I've seen Monte Cristo. I've seen Romeo where the top of it, you can see the cigars through the glass top. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as a glass top box of Cuban cigars. They've never, ever made that, ever. And here it is over and over and over again is what's being sold. So the second you see that, that's the biggest red flag of all. You should say, this is a fake because you think you got the, the one that they did make? They didn't make any. 
and I and I've said it to people before. Don't go for the glass top thing. And they come back and they go, "Yeah, these are glass top, like you said. Don't get it." But this guy knows somebody <laughs> in a factory, and his brother yeah. took these out and blah blah blah. And I go, "There is no such thing as a glass top box." But the the price was too good. He got it for a hundred dollars for twenty five cigars. Unbelievable! It's mm-hmm. four dollars a piece. How can you beat it? You could beat you it can't. by getting this classic <laughs> Cuban I'm smoking That's right true. here, right? And uh, and this and, is a genuine classic Cuban. It is. It's not a fake classic Cuban. Absolutely. And within that box of glass top is the other indication. Again, on the number one, this is still number one. They're cellophane, mm-hmm. and no Cuban cigars, handmade Cuban cigars, are cellophane. They don't have it. So somebody hands you a single and the cellophane around it. Yeah, you've got to think in terms of, for Cuba, they have to import every single thing that they're going to do in addition to wood and tobacco. Yeah. Because they can grow trees and they can grow tobacco. They can't grow cellophane. So they would have to import it. It's an additional expense that they're not going to incur. They're just going to do it the way they've been doing it. All right, so that is the number one thing to detect on a Cuban cigar. It doesn't matter what you say, that you, you, you got a glass top box and yours is real. It absolutely is not real. It's got cellophane. It is absolutely <laughs> not real. There's machine-made ones that do have the cellophane with the peel, peel thing on. That's yeah, just like, like buying a machine-made Quint- cigar. Quinteros, I think. Yeah. Is- yeah. So understand that. Um, right now, it's time to make sense about tasting cigars, and it's brought to you by Cigar Sense. Cigar Sense offers a variety of resources to help cigar lovers get the most out of fine cigars. It's all about helping you respect your palate. From personalized cigar recommendations to cigar profiles based on sensory analysis, articles, and seminars. And now there's also a course, a cigar tasting course, which develops your sensory (coughs) skills. You'll learn to identify aromas, tastes, and palate sensations. You'll learn to describe the flavors while appreciating what you're experiencing as you smoke. Visit Cigar Sense and start your sensory adventure with free membership. Here's today's Cigar Sense tip. So as everybody knows, I've been playing around with the Cigar Sense website. And one thing that struck me this week is you tell the Cigar Sense algorithm what's important to you to set up your profile. So for me, the most important thing was flavor. And you set, it says, uh, you know, very, extremely important, very important, not that important, right? So you set all the different things. Ring gauge was only moderately important. So this way, if there's a hard-to-find cigar with a ring gauge just outside my preference, and mine is set 46 to 56. So a great cigar 58 ring gauges that matches my flavor exactly, Cigar Sense will still recommend that cigar to me because I set my ring gauge as only moderately important. If you uh, said it was the most important, they'd never give you something. Correct. Okay. It would stay within those parameters. So uh, I respected my palate enough to sign up for free. Isn't it time for you to respect your palate? Visit Cigar Sense. There we go. And speaking of uh, taste profiles, what is the taste profile of a Cuban cigar? Can you smoke a cigar and know it's not Cuban? Yeah, you're, you're smoking something that is missing, which is a very floral compo- component. Yeah, floral soapy component, which you're going to get a lot of a lot of Cuban tobaccos because it's young. Um, if your cigar doesn't have either one of those, chances are it's a fake. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Taste Pro, I've said it to people before, they come in and, and there's a real, the box looks right, everything looks good, I open the ears, it's not a glass top, it's uh, not cellophane, the cigars smell good and everything, and I, go, I say to the guy, there's only one way to absolutely be sure, and he's like, what is that? And I said, you'd have to let me smoke one. So you weasel a cigar uh, out of you weasel. It's a weasel, it's a weasel <laughs> thing, and I go, yeah, you got a, you got a good one. When this cigar was made, Classic has Classic Connecticut, Classic Maduro, Classic Cameroon, and Classic Cuban. The idea of Classic Cuban, when this was first made in the early 1900s, 1990s, um, was to have a taste profile of a Classic Cuban. Does it? The Cubans of the past? Yeah. Again, this was in 1990-ish. This yeah, tastes like pina colada. Even when I when I first started smoking in 98, Cubans weren't weren't bad. They weren't the best cigars in the world, but they weren't bad. They're, now it's a shell of what they were. There is something familiar about this. Whether or not it's of that Cuban, there is a familiarity. That was the idea behind it anyway, of um, not to say this is a Cuban cigar. People have said it. Say, oh, classic Cuban. Is that Cuban? Absolutely not. The in the classic Connecticut was to taste like classic Connecticut's, not what a Connecticut mm. tastes like today. What Connecticut's used to taste like, your grandfather's Connecticut, right? Yep. And the same goes all the way through. Is Cameroon doesn't taste the same way it used to before? The classic Cameroon is supposed to taste like the way it used to. Old time brand. Yeah, I was dreading smoking this because let's face it, I'm a cigar snob. A two fifty cigar for me just says that's something I really don't want to smoke. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It smokes like a five dollar cigar, six dollar cigar. For for a six by sixty, hard to beat. Hard to beat. Uh, another thing I taste on Cuban cigars a little bit is a little vinegary component mm-hmm. to it. Do you taste it on this? On this. Uh, Take another puff. See if you get it. I can see where you're saying it, but it might be the power of suggestion. Yeah. Until you said it, it wasn't there. All right. I'm still getting pina colada. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have pina colada. But that was the idea of it. Sitting there blending this thing was trying to get those those taste components. And believe it or not, it is a mix-filled Cuban sandwich, uh, large pieces and small pieces. It was easier to mess with it and be able to do it with mm. the shot fill. Right. To be able to add some of that in. Okay, put some of the more, you can more get of that. More variety yeah. in it. Yeah. And a- able to, to land it. And that, and that goes for each one of, of these cigars to mm. make it. Uh, so you want something that tastes like a Cuban cigar, spend $3 instead of spending, <laughs> you know, $20 on the beach. And most likely those aren't going to, besides having the packaging of the Cuban cigar. That's it. doesn't taste right. like it. So do you want it to taste like it and spend a few bucks, or do you want it to look like it, taste nothing like it, but you got to pay big bucks? That's the idea of it. So the number two way to detect a fake Cuban cigar is the size must fit the box. Mm-hmm. Now, that I've seen many, many times that the person that brings the box in shows me the cigars, and the cigars are very, very loose in the box. We talk about quality control is not so good in Cuba. The one thing is the cigars fit in well, the because box. So they, they, if they you've never been now. to a factory, they have a cutter, and it, the cutter has a spring-loaded uh, size gauge for the length, a little stop that they put a set screw in, and that, that never moves. Right. 
and the guy that is rolling a Toro-sized cigar, he gets tobacco that is six and a half inches, he rolls it up, and he cuts a half an inch off, and it is exactly that size every time, and they calibrate those yes. for that size. And they don't use inches over there. Everything's centimeters to the down. So they, oh, millimeters. Millimeters. These are very different than our cigars. So you could get, let's say, a box of Dominican Monte Cristos and now take, you know, try to put the fake cigar in an existing box and stuff, and it's not going to fit. And I've seen that happen so many times that somebody brings in this box and the cigars don't fit. Well, yeah, and one, both sides, thickness and in. So if the cigars don't fit, it's not legit. That's right. right. Okay. And you must have quit. I mean, back when I was in Cuba, you did see fake cigars in real boxes because hotel staff would be cleaning out the rooms. Save the empty boxes. Keep the, the empty boxes had value on the black market. Absolutely, including the, the little piece of paper that's yep. inside and all these things are saved. And then they're going to get fake cigars and try to put them, and typically the cigars are off size. Yep. And that, that's what happens all the time. Or, and people buying empty people's empty cigar boxes because there's a value to it. Another thing is when you look at things like the tubes and things like that, they're, oh, the cigar's in a tube. There's no way that they fake the tube. The tube is actually real. The cigar mm -hmm. inside is not. That th These are saved tubes from the hotels. And, and that's tougher, too, because even the real ones are the rougher-looking ones. That's that why they, they put, put it in the, the tube. tube. And that's yeah. in the U.S. as well. Yeah. You, you look at a tube cigar, it's always going to have... The tube may be beautiful, but the wrapper on the inside of that cigar is going to be suspect. Yeah. Which doesn't make the cigar taste any different, but... Uh, that's that. Okay, so early thoughts on classic Cuban. Just because it says Cuban does not mean it is Cuban by any means. Uh, when Gloria Cubana, La Gloria Cubana, <laughs> got popular in the early 90s was, oh, my God, it's a Cuban cigar. Mm -hmm. It's the name of the brand. Right. It has nothing to do Which with it. Which is a Cuban brand, by the also, way. Also, right. Yeah. But there, you know how many Cuban everythings there were? As a matter of fact, it was Cuban knockoffs. They call the cigar brand Cuban knockoffs, and then somebody says, are they Cuban? It's called Cuban knockoff. No, it is not. Um, and they, everybody AI, always said Cuban seed, Cuban pre seed. Pre-embargo fake Cuban cigars or something. Yeah. There was another brand oh, yeah. that they would say it was even pre-embargo, <laughs> meaning happening before 1960, so fakes. They were faking really old cigars. Right, right. <laughs> Now, one way to detect a uh, somebody that is faking that they are from Cuba, I did a little research on the, the language differences between the different styles of Spanish. Cuban Spanish, they, they say the R like an L. So if they were going to say amor, which is love, it would be more like amol. They put an L at the end. The, the fake Cuban? No, the real Cubans. The real real Cuban. Cuban people in Cuban Spanish, the R becomes an L. So if you hear the R at the end of Amor, this is a person posing as a Cuban so from another country. The Cuban and if people. they say it more like a question mark at the end, they're from Mexico. That was as far as well, my research that, went. That happened on Seinfeld with the, the fake Cubans. Right. They had, they had they Dominicans. Dominicans. They rolled the crepes too tight. <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> Which should have been really the it, opposite. It should have been exactly the opposite. <laughs> Right. That, that was interesting. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, I got 10 more ways to detect fake Cuban cigars and fake uh, 
Dominicans, Hondurans, and Nicaraguans. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Siri is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Siri from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Certain general warning cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not 
Limited Quantity Produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padrón Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Hello, this is Huster Roa from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back with Smoking Classic Cuban, which is not a Cuban cigar, but is it a fraud? But first, let's talk about the 12 ways to detect a fake Cuban cigar. Welcome back, everybody. People are asking for the strength of this cigar. What is the strength? Uh, I'm going to write my number down. I'll do the same. <laughs> I'll do the same. All right, Barry, what do you got? Six. Ed Sullivan? Wow, I had four. Two. I have four. Six. You're getting over a cold. That could be part of it, but it's... He did. He felt a little warm. That's why I checked his head. <laughs> it's a little less than medium. For people listening. Wow, that's weird. How is this say? more than a two? No, it's a straight four. Almost medium. A little lighter. How about a Cuban cigar? What's the strength of a Cuban cigar? Anywhere from... One uh, to three. You, a, I've had them from two to seven. It's about a four. Yeah. It's a little less than medium, right? Yeah. I don't care what, what color the wrapper is. It doesn't matter if, it, if it's a Boulevard or if it's a Romeo and Juliet. Close your eyes. Smoke the Cuban cigar. And it's a four. Uh, a, a, lot, it, a lot was put into this. Believe in me. In the chat room, we got a two, a 4.5, and a 3.5. So it's a four, right? In if that range, math, yeah. It's a four. I would like my truth to be recognized and validated. Well, For me, it's a two. It's your truth. It's my truth. It's, it's not, not truth. I don't think you even... Telling the truth to yourself or, or anybody else. <laughs> I don't believe you believe that's a two. I'm sitting here saying it's a two to myself to trick myself into believing it's a two. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't believe it. If I if if you were blindfolded, you wouldn't say this is a two. It's not. It's a four. And Barry's even wrong at a six. I agree, I probably am because my taste is way off. So, anyway, good thing you're smoking a $3 cigar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, the number three reason to detect a fake Cuban <coughs> cigar is the guarantee seal. Look at the guarantee seal. There's a hologram on it uh, in a box code. The Habano label is in the top right-hand corner, not the left-hand corner. It's All these things have to be there. Mm-hmm. Again... Not the greatest at quality control, but the packaging is always spot on. Because the, that, that person does it every single day. It goes in that spot. And it doesn't leave until these things are on there. Right. And they don't make the ones without the holograms. They all have the holograms. Right. You look at them. They got stacks. I go to each one of the factories. It's the same exact one. Yours is a little bit off. Oh, it must have been the printer didn't put the hologram on. No. It's <laughs> automatically a fake. It's not there. It's automatically fake. You want so bad for yours not to be fake because you feel like you got duped. You did. It's so many times sitting with the person and they say, no, the guy told me, blah, blah, blah. And I go, 
it, it's such a weird situation to be put into when they when they they come into you for your expert opinion. You know it's fake. You tell them. And now they hate you because you've told them the truth. There's also that numerical code underneath the barcode that you can put into the Habana website, and it'll tell you what it's supposed to be. If it comes back that it's a Monte Cristo, but you're holding a <coughs> Cohebra in your hand, right. you got a fake. Yeah. Uh, Dave, Tom Criswell wants to know, what's a Kana? Wondering if Dave's unintelligible <laughs> accent makes him an authentic <laughs> or Kana. a fake <laughs> A Kana. You got me uh, almost exactly 16 years ago. I'd come back from my honeymoon with a box that I had talked the guy down on. And I walked in and I said, I want to give you one of these. And I want want you to tell me what you think of them. And you said, do you want me to just be polite and smoke it and tell you it's nice? Because I'm sure it's nice. Or to tell you the truth. And think very carefully how you answer this. this is because the truth then? is going to hurt. Yeah. And I said... No, give me the truth. You said it's fake. I go, you haven't even smoked it yet. And you told me the story that the guy told me, what, his brother has the access yeah. to the factory and can <laughs> get the cigar? Yeah, it's fake. It's the same thing over and over, and it's, it's such I, a shame. I was in Mexico. They don't have Cuban cigars in Mexico. Yeah, they have Mexican cigars. Uh, but do you tell the guy when he has a fake, or do you... You know, I've let, done, let I've done it every single dream. way, and every time that I do it, I'm sorry I did it that way, and then I do it the next way, and I'm like, the guy's going to go buy more of them. Right. So that's not the right thing to tell him, oh, you got a really good deal, $100 for a <laughs> $400 box of Cohibas. You did really good. Come on, will you? So what's the answer to do? The answer is enjoy the cigars. If they smoke and burn well, and you like what it tastes like, good. Um, just don't open it up and look what's inside. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff that's inside the fakes. But they know no one's going to cut open nope. one of the cigars. I do it all the time. You'll see newspaper, Every time I do it, hair. I did it the other day. Jonathan says, you're the only one in the world that cuts the cigar open and, and checks it out. But He asks for two from the rep and then cuts the cigar open in front of the rep <laughs> to check the guy's story. Is this long filled at this price? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he cuts it open <laughs> and it's a Cuban sandwich. And he's like, see? They lied to you, and you lied to me. Yeah, but we're all set. But he didn't know. So, but I have to know. I have to know the answer. Um, number four, embossing. No embossing equals a fake cigar. Um, but embossing doesn't mean it's real either. But it costs money to emboss. So some of these things, you just feel that there's no embossing on the label or on the on the uh, sticker that's on it and stuff, and there's embossing on every single one of them. It's an extra step. But when you say, oh, it does have embossing, it's a glass top, but it has embossing. No, it's, <laughs> if any of these things end up being there, it's Well, I mean, the, this classic Cuban band has embossing on it, so but if you, it must if be you, real. If you bought something out of uh, off an auction, I mean, you got that famous auction in England every year that happens on old Cubans. Yeah, you, if you paid $10,000 right. for the box Some, guys, some yeah. of them don't have embossing because it was before Correct. embossing was part Correct. of the industry. Most likely, if you're paying ten grand on the box of guys, you know of all 12 of these yes. things. <laughs> yes. I hope. Yes. You're going to know every single somebody, one. Somebody that knows their stuff has authenticated a $10,000 box right. of cigars. Somebody did it. The auctioneer did it before he even yes. took it in because they don't want to be known as the one doing it. So it's legit. Um, look at the head of the cigar. Three-seam cap. You hear people say that all the time, oh, triple capped. It's not actually three caps that's on it. It goes around three different right. times, and it looks like there's three little caps that are on top of it. 
It's done now in Dominican cigars, Nicaragua, and a lot of people do it, but that's the way they did it in Cuba. You'd look at a cigar, and they all have that on there. And That's part say, of their rolling tradition. That's right. how it's passed down from generation to generation. Without it, it's probably fake. With it doesn't mean it's true, but if it doesn't have it, you got to fake. Um, okay, number that's number five. Number six, check the box count. They don't make 10-count boxes. So here you are with the 10-count box, which is a lot of them. Uh, that Dominican factory I'm telling you about makes lots of 10-count boxes. And no, it's not a Cohiba 10-count box because um, they don't have that. And you can look these things up online and end up seeing you know, what, what the box count mm-hmm. is. But box count ends up being wrong a lot of times. Know your prices. If it's too good to be true, it is. And that's for everything. Yeah. But especially here, there are no bargains. The price is the price. Of course. First yeah, you off, want a discount, buy it by the box. Somebody risked their tobacco license or worse, bringing in illegal contraband product into the United States and then sold it to you at a low price. No, if anything, it should be a much, much higher price, right. not a lower price. Right. If you're getting a good deal... In the United States, it's it's fake for sure. If you go to a resort area where they're charging you $7 for a bottle of water, <laughs> if you're getting a $20 Cuban cigar for $5, that's a fake too because they would be charging you much more. They are charging you much more. They're charging you $10 for a $5 cigar or, or less. Um, there is no $10 Cuban, Cuban uh, Cohiba. You can buy a maybe a Hoya de Monterey. Yeah, for $10. eight to ten. Yep. Um, number eight is the best way is to taste it. There are no flavored Cuban cigars. There's no vanilla <laughs> flavored cigars, which I have had that somebody gave it to me, and it, they go, "Oh, this is really good. This is the vanilla Cohiba." <laughs> there is none. Uh, there also is no barber poles or any of those things that exist. So that is a guarantee of. You know, oh, I got a vanilla Cohiba. Yeah, you should get a little hint of vinegar on the cold draw, and then when you light it, it should be floral, and sometimes that vinegar persists. Mm-hmm. There we go. And some will argue the vinegar is under-fermented. It's a vinegary thing because they roll them, box them, and ship them, but you get into aging, it becomes a little different. White ash. So you're burning the cigar, you're smoking the cigar, and you look at the ash and you say, oh, this has a nice white ash, which is what right. is classic Cuban, right? Yeah. yeah. Classic Cuban has a white ash. There's nothing I could do to make that not happen because a Cuban cigar has a dark ash. Yeah. So we want it to end up making that happen, but the, it's magnesium content that causes the white. Yeah. So the tobacco was planted correctly, and I just could not get it. The, Doc, cu- the Cuban ash has a grainy sort of a It a does, yeah. It feels like there's yes. sand Sam in the inside. Yep. 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 Which that could be faked by just sprinkling some sand inside, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Here's a little silica. Um, another thing you're going to see is mo- most faked are uh, Cohiba or Limitadas, yeah. uh, also Bahique. They're picking the top, top end. And that that is one of the fakes I have. It was... Uh, a Cohiba Limitada from a year where they didn't make the Cohiba Limitada. <laughs> yeah. You know, and 
you'll see some of that. You can always go back and verify what years, which ones were made. Yeah, I, I've never seen a fake Hoy de Monterey Cuban. It's always Cohiba Monte Cristo, yeah. you know, th those are because those are the more expensive ones. So if you are at a resort, go with the lesser known yeah. brand name. You got a better shot to end up going it. Don't just automatically go to Cohiba uh, because that is the one, you know, they're, they're faking Rolexes. You're not going to get a lot of fake, fake Timex, <laughs> right? It's a good so, point. So you're better off. Yeah, the guy's not stealing Timex parts and making them in his garage. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if they're even stealing them, does that end up happening? But right now, it is time to Ask the Dawn by Don Rafael Sagaz. It's time to Ask the Dawn. Why do you come to me? Why do I deserve this generosity? Brought to you by Don Rafael Sagaz. When, when did I ever refuse an accommodation? Don Rafael cigars are premium cigars. And as a reasonable man, I'm willing to do whatever's necessary to find a peaceful solution to his problem. Mellow and smooth. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. All right, this is uh, this week's question. Should I always be drinking while smoking cigars? Barry? That's the question. No, if you're a recovering <laughs> alcoholic, oh no. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you should always have some type of beverage on hand. You know, we'll get into this next week. You know, if it's 95 degrees out, you want something with a little bit of sweetness to it. Um, you smoke a cigar that's a little bit dry and on the palate, you want water. Or if you like me and an alcoholic, you want a glass of bourbon. I'm a big fan of water, a big fan of sparkling water without flavoring in it, a uh, big fan of black coffee, even cold coffee, iced coffee. Uh, I do tend to always have something that I'm drinking. The problem it, with cold coffee or anything very cold is it restricts your... I, w I wonder what uh, Cigar Sense would end up saying it. It, res it closes your, your receptors, Flavor receptors, right? yeah. I wonder if that's in there. That, you know, hmm. I know a lot of people don't want, you know, room temperature beverages, but when I'm doing cigar tasting, cigar journal tasting, it's a bottle of water I left out for hours, and that's, that's what hmm. I'm doing as opposed not to do that. But th that'd be... Interesting to find out. Just to back up on a little bit, since uh, a few people are pointing out, there are some regional releases that do come in 10-count boxes of Cubans. Dave's referring to 10-count regular releases. Yeah. So we, we are aware that there are regional 10-count boxes. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, it's the box of Monte Cristo, and the regular box of Monte Cristo and the regular box of Cohiba, which what I see when I go places there they are right you're not gonna have the 10 count box of bihiki doesn't exist yeah so yeah and and they might as well do that on a 75 dollar cigar is make the fake 75 mm -hmm. you're gonna put all that effort into it but then you look at the hologram and you'll mm -hmm. see that well that's not that's not doing what the regular hologram is doing they do a damn good job i mean mm -hmm. some of these fakes are awesome fakes and by the way i know a manufacturer um, who now is legitimate legitimate great cigars that they make way back in the day they made 
they're legitimate cigars, and they made lots of fake Cuban cigars. And I witnessed it, and I couldn't believe it that that was it. That was what they you were doing. To an unauthorized part of the factory. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was with, with Mr. Saka, actually. Uh-huh. And this goes way back. And he says, Oh, you saw that, huh? You know, you got to make a living somehow, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. And as- how is it that on your first time through places, people just leave doors unlocked and let you wander around by yourself? I know, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. Hey, look around. They said, look around. So I started looking around. And there's a handle on the door, and it's unlocked, and I go look in. And, uh, um, so we have number 11 now. We've got to get to number 11. Cuban cigars are not distributed to guys on the beach or convenience stores. These cigars are licensed Habano dealers. So that's how Cuban cigars are distributed through Habanos, and they don't have reps that are on the road hitting convenience stores and things like that. And it's funny that the smallest store you go to, the little rinky-dink cigar store, is the guy that has, hey, I got the Cuban cigars in the back room. No, he doesn't. Now, some countries do have distributors. Yes. Uh, like Hunters and Franca. Yes. But they get them all from Habanos and then redistribute. Right, right. But certainly the the Seven Eleven. um down no. the street, does not. They, they're, they're not getting any. They, they, and they have Cuban cigars, <laughs> but they don't have real Cuban cigars. And uh, number 12 is, it is not illegal for someone in another country to sell Cuban cigars to you. It is illegal, illegal for you to buy them. That is the Trading with the Enemies Act that still exists. It's always a battle with people that say, no, the, the embargo ended. No, mm. it didn't. It did not, and it is illegal, but there was one year under Obama where you could legally bring them in, and that went away. After In all 60 years, there was one small little window where you could bring them in legally, and it went away. Uh, At the same time, it is still illegal for a retailer to sell a Cuban cigar. Even at that time, it was illegal. So if you Mm -hmm. bought Cuban cigars from a retailer, it was illegal, but... It is not illegal for a retailer to sell fake Cuban cigars. (laughs) It is not illegal. There is a trademark issue that could be a problem with the um, Cuban government of of the trademark or the U.S. company that has the same trademark, Cohiba, Monte Cristo or something, that you have a fake of theirs, and that would be an issue there. But as far as them uh, saying um, the the government coming in and saying, I'm going to take you to jail, you have fake Cuban cigars. It's not illegal to sell fake Cuban cigars. It's illegal to sell real Cuban cigars. So they're selling fake Cuban cigars Hmm. because they don't want to go to jail, right? Follow the money. Would someone risk the consequences to make very little money if they would do it? No. If you want to sell Cuban cigars, you would sell them for a high premium if the risk-reward type of thing that goes on there. Now, the other thing that we haven't touched on, and I just didn't say it earlier because I didn't want to step on your toes with your list, there is uh, a very tight draw on real Cuban cigars. Even the ones that have the best draw that you can get, they're still on the tight side, so you're you're at best going to have a snug pull. And you got a loose draw, there's an indication right there. Yeah, yeah. There's so much fakes out there, and the reason why we want them, and it, it's happened to me too. I mean, I when I see a high rating on something, I got to try every single thing. I've tried every single one there is, 
and I want it because I couldn't have it. And that's what happens to people. We want them because we can't have them. But you can have them. You can have a classic Cuban with the taste of a Cuban cigar for a few dollars. How's this tasting? With flavor profiles, we're, we're an hour into the cigar, about halfway done. You, you get about two hours yeah. out of the cigar. And the idea was for it to taste like that. We made a fake Cuban cigar. Toasted coconut. I've been getting a coconut flavor through this whole thing, but at this point, it's all toasted co- coconut. It's all Caribbean with the margaritas and now toasted coconut. It was pina colada. Pina colada, whatever. Which is coconut and pineapple. Oh, all right. You tasted vinegar, and I'm, I think pineapple is pretty close to that. I tried to make it taste like vinegary. I tried to make it try to taste like that. Um, <coughs> the only way, and I've done it, smoke a Cuban cigar and smoke a classic Cuban side by side and see, you know, as would, you know, evolving into the cigar, um, it's supposed to taste like that. It's supposed to taste like a real fake, real Cuban, not a fake Cuban. Because fake Cubans, I've tasted all kinds of uh, Nicaraguan tobacco, very peppery, uh, Honduran tobacco, lots of Dominican flavor components that end up having it because of what they have here you have a blend we, we didn't mention the blend of mixed filler that's in here but there's a whole bunch of different <laughs> things to try to get those characteristics out there and the same thing happens when you go to the classic connecticut that it's trying to indicate what classic connecticut's tasted like back in the day so is it your grandfather's Connecticut? it is it's it exactly is. your grandfather's connecticut by the way, the YouTube chat room is agreeing with your uh, toasted coconut call. Did that make you right? So my people agree with you. I thought the YouTubes were my people. <laughs> so you can have all the Facebooks. Is there anything negative about calling this classic Cuban of like we're trying to make somebody think it's a Cuban cigar? I don't think you're purposely trying to make people think that, but I think the People are lacking knowledge within the cigar industry. Because people have said, is that a Cuban cigar? Yes. I'm like, no. No, we're always forthcoming with the answer. But I've even heard it on like La Giana Havana. That's Cuban, right? No, it's yeah. Havana seed, but it's not Cuban. It's fun. It's more fun than saying this is the sun grown. Because that's what it is. Right. It's the sun grown classic. <laughs> but classic Cuban, it's just another fun thing. Yeah. All right. That's that with classic Cuban. Let's take a break. And um, is there a fake Dominican, Honduran, and Nicaraguan cigar? Do you consider classic Cubans a fake or deceptive? How about others? Fake cigars and frauds in the cigar industry. More when we come back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit anytime, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. 
That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary, Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, 
a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nick Aragua from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, and it's 4th of July weekend, and this has been a tradition for me for 15 years now to light up this cigar <coughs> this weekend, and the tradition continues. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. All right. It's a little... But I think we can still get an hour out of this, Barry. What do we have? Well, today's second cigar is the United Firecracker, manufactured in the Dominican Republic for United Cigars. The size is a three and a half by 50, featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Dominican binder, and fills consisting of Nicaraguan Lajero, Dominican Lajero, and Pennsylvania Broadleaf. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $5.99. By a box of 25 is one twenty-seven forty-nine, which comes out to just $5.10 per cigar. It's a savings of over $22 or 15% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. All right, so the people in the care package may be looking at the new packaging of Firecracker the first time. Uh, because it used to look different, but we have the same cigar here, unfinished foot, and this is uh, what we say to a manufacturer when they make it. It needs to be three and a half inches, needs to have a tail, and then you choose whether to have an, an unfinished foot or not. See, so that's we- total crap. <clears throat> they should have to make it like this with the unfinished foot, or we refuse the production. Yeah. You don't know if their factory, that's what they do. How do they do it? Don't cut the end of it off. Yeah. Well, the idea of it is when we do cut it, when we light it, we're going to draw that wrapper through there and get a little burst, extra burst of flavor, like a firecracker would be. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-tip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality. Tradition and excellence. Excellence. So would we just get some pizzas from Drew Estate? Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, Thank Nick, Nick Laramie and uh, his boss. Yeah. Very nice. Very little nice. vanilla on the cold draw and some barnyard. Way to my heart is to my stomach. We're going to light our cigar today. With the Hummer by Vertigo. The Hummer by Vertigo features a single-action top, three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you have a flip-out bullet punch, an easy adjustment wheel, and on the back, a fuel window, all for the low price of $19.99. That's the Hummer by Vertigo. So I don't do a lot of toasting on a cigar like this. I start lighting it. Okay, same with me. Pull it right yeah. in. Or else you get mess around you. Uh, okay. So, first off, I'm getting beaten up a lot uh, on the chat box. By one person. Oh, yeah? There's yeah. always a Cuban fanboy, that we call them. Oh, it's yeah. okay. You, you like what you like, and that's it. Uh, but I'm just trying to get uh, people that are ignorant of the subject not to get the wrong thing. Because if you really like Cuban cigars, you want to have, 
you know, I don't think there's anybody out there that says, you know what I like? I like fake Cuban cigars. The fakes are really good. No, you're looking for the authentic, real thing, and you know um, what I said is true of the, the glass top boxes and the non-embossing and all, all of those 12 different things. If you love Cuban cigars, you want people to smoke real Cuban cigars because they get a vanilla cigar sometimes, and somebody told them it was a Cuban cigar or an all-Mexican cigar, <laughs> tastes like dirt, and they think they're smoking a Cuban cigar and you're not. What kills me is we've got a local brand here out of Lowell, Massachusetts called Hammer and Sickle. Yeah. And people will say, well, I'm not going to smoke that because I'm not going to support communism because there's a hammer and sickle. Now, that shows their ignorance because there's no star. Yeah. And with the star with the hammer and sickle, there's your symbol for communism. The hammer and sickle is a symbol of Russian heritage, the industrial north and the agricultural south coming together and forming the Soviet Union, the Union. Yes. So, But people will have, they have no problem supporting communism by buying Cuban cigars. Right. Which is, by the way, against the um, – it's trading with the Enemies Act because they're an enemy of the United States. So you're supporting – But you're also the, supporting the, the – the, the, All the money goes to the government. Yeah, all the, yeah. the poor people in Cuba are being forced to stay poor and essentially be indentured servants to the government. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's another, another thing also that uh, – but, you know, put, put that aside and say you like what the cigars taste like then you don't want eat your fellow cigar smoker to be smoking fake cigars and saying Cuban cigars are lousy. They don't taste like what you say they taste like. That's because they didn't smoke the real thing. You want them to smoke the real thing if, if you're the fanboy of Cuban mm -hmm. cigars. Or sometimes somebody buys a whole bunch of fakes and now you're kind of calling them out and saying, I got glass top Cohibas and they're fantastic. And you're telling me they're fake, and you're mad at me because I'm telling you they were fake. Uh, I don't even know who you are. I can't even see you. The only person that knows is you, that you're smoking the fake ones after you just heard what you, you heard. So yeah, just don't put the picture on the MeWees. What I say to Keep these to people yourself. when they get the cigar, I say, do you like what it tastes like? Yeah, great. Do you think it was worth the $5 you paid for that cigar or $10 or whatever, you, and you got a good deal? Great. You know, what is the difference? What... My opinion is of that cigar that, you know, oh, the, the, the word is a little off. The font is mm -hmm. a little wrong on the band. But, no, it's still real. You know, you want it to be real. You want it to be real, but it's not. So um, just being a realist, that's all. Um, is Romeo and Juliet, Monte Cristo, Cohiba, and all the Cuban cigar brands we have in the United States as a Dominican cigar or a Nicaraguan cigar, are those frauds? Uh, they are pretending to be something that they're not. Mm -hmm. but I don't know that I would use the word fraud because they own that trademark legally in the United States, and they've won countless lawsuits for, over Habanos in the U.S. The only one that did is Cohiba. Right. The only one. Everything else is... Well, it's owned by the company that owns yeah. them. And yeah. But when you're buying that trademark or getting that trademark of a Cuban cigar that already existed, you are trying to deceive the public at that point to say this is um, Cohiba, for instance, and maybe some people are going to think that's a Cuban cigar. We know 
that people come in and say, you got Cohibas? Yeah. yeah, over there, and say, oh, I love Cuban cigars. And you say, oh, that's a Dominican Cohiba. I don't want you to think it's a Cuban mm-hmm. Cohiba. Oh, do you have Cuban Cohibas? No. And at least they made the band look different. But some of these things are exactly the same as the Cuban counter. I think that counter. it's more aggravating the copycatting that is allowed in the cigar industry, and it's allowed by the consumer once they know that it's copycatted, they continue to buy that brand and they further the copycatting. We don't need to get into all the cigars that have appeared on the market that have wicks on them, do we? Yeah. Not today. Okay. Today is the day, right? <laughs> I'm no. just saying, I mean, having, and you've said it, you've said it correctly, having a wick on a cigar does not change the flavor. It is somebody pretending that they're making this product and it is not this product. Yeah. That's fraud. Yeah. That's not being original. That's not being able to come up with your own ideas. Remember, Ed Sullivan, remember Licenciado? Oh, yeah. So Licenciado was Diplomatico. Right. Mm -hmm. So there was a cute... Jeez, I don't even know if they have that Cuban brand anymore. And maybe that's why Licenciado stopped being popular. Mm -hmm. But Diplomatico had this bicycle Mm -hmm. on the... On the band. Yeah. And then a brand came out that said Licenciado, and it looked exactly like mm-hmm. Dic- Diplomatico. The word was different, but yep. you just couldn't tell the difference. Of the, no, of the, the font was similar. Yes. The coloring was similar. And it, it seems so deceptful. I'm going back into the early 90s at this point, mm-hmm. but I'm like, you're trying to make me think it's something different than mm-hmm. it is. And, you know, uh, it, it got popular. It got popular, and, and it's got to be a percentage of the people thought they were smoking something different than they were. Um, and that's what trademark is all about, is confusion. It's different than every other law. It's, are you confusing the public? Right. So you, you don't try to confuse the public, but, you know, Words and the and the fonts and the color and you know you know issues that we've had along the way of making the cigar bar that time and then all of a sudden we get a cease and desist from Hershey because this cigar has actually, the exact font and the exact brown color. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he made no effort but, whatsoever. But there was no way that. because it, <coughs> doesn't that look like Hershey's right there on on Barry's cup? Yeah, yeah. What does it say? Here's to the hustle, Mr. Miranda. All right. It looks like Hershey's to me. So it's that font. H-E-R in the way it was turned. Yeah. But you, there's no way you it, would it, believe that that cup is a chocolate bar. That's not <laughs> deceiving to the public. No one's going to believe that the cigar bar, it says cigar bar, is making you think that this is a chocolate bar. Correct. It, so it is not... You don't have the money I mean, to fight it, but... I, correct. So I stopped. You're not but, fighting but Hershey. You don't think I was trying to s- deceive the public. No, no, no. No, there's no deception there. That was just a throwback yeah. or paying homage to old school chocolate bars. Yeah, it was, but not the case when it comes to cigars. I think it's let me see if I can get a percentage of people that don't know what this is to, to buy that. And even on the receiving end, I was there when Cohiba and Monte Cristo, I was in the business when Dominican versions of Cohiba and Monte Cristo came out. And yes, we wanted them because the customer wanted them. They never even tried it before, and they wanted it. And they could get big money for uh, 
how I felt at the time that they're charging ten dollars. All cigars were around five dollars at that time, and they were getting ten dollars for it them. It was big money. It, they they were overcharging for something. Because it's still of the name. big. It's still big money. And don't don't open the tube before you uh, buy it because you won't buy it. <laughs> That's an ugly wrapper. Yeah, and, and um, so how about? La Gloria Cubana, which was still to this day, there's a La Gloria Cubana in Dominican Republic, and there's a La Gloria Cubana mm-hmm. in the rest of the world called La Gloria Cubana. But when La Gloria Cubana is sold in other countries, which it is, it's called something else. Hmm. But they won't sell that something else in the United States because there's value to the, you know, of the of the misconception of the United States. Yeah, I think even at the time that came out, La Gloria Cubana in the Cuban brands is lesser known. Yes. You know, so I don't know if it was a big association in the States. Probably most, even cigar smokers, hadn't heard of the Cuban one. Yeah, and Cubana, of kind of saying that it was Cuban. Yeah. I actually have a question for you, and I know you have it in your notes coming up next. What was the thought process behind putting the word Havana in La Giana Havana? Because there's no Cuban tobacco in it. No. And it doesn't look Cuban. Nor is there in Gloria Cubana. But it doesn't look Cuban. There's no La Giana in Cuba. There's none of that. Why La Giana Havana? Other than it just just that it rhymes. Correct. And you know me. I do know you. (laughs) I asked you a question that I thought I knew the answer to. It just sounded better as, you know, I had a daughter and her name this is before she was born. We're going to have a daughter, and we're going to name her Gianna. Well, it was going to either be Bruno or Gianna. But we knew it was a girl. We had to go through something, and it's going to be a girl. It's going to be Gianna. And then they explained to me, Lara is the, is the feminine. Uh, feminine. Mm-hmm. So it's um, La Gianna. It's not effeminate. I'm effeminate. Okay. Uh-huh. It's feminine. It's feminine. Feminine. <laughs> so, so does it mean like the? Uh, sort of, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, La Gloria, mm-hmm. La Gianna. Well, La Gloria would be the glory of. Uh, so La Gloria Cubana would be the glory of Cuba. No, Gloria is a person on the band. That's Gloria. I don't think so. I think it is. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Jonathan. It's the glory of Cuba. Uh, it's a sentence. Yeah. This cigar is the Who's glory the of Who's the girl on, on the band? Spokesmodel. <laughs> <laughs> From the 1400s? There was a bundle brand, Ed, maybe you could remember this, Swisher put out. They had Bering, and then they had their bundle, La Primadora. Mm. I've heard that Dora was the girl. Prima, I don't know what that was all about. As I was doing La Giana, why I'm saying this is... Prima I'm, would be the top or the highest of the highest order. And I was looking at these at these words. So La became in there because of La Gloria instead of just calling it Giana. So the Giana, Giana. the Giana Havana is what you created. The Giana Havana. It's perfect. Now you're getting old and you put the in front of everything. Whatever. I mean... Gloria does mean glory in Spanish, but it's also a name, so it's unresolved. Yeah, I guess. And Ernesto doesn't know the answer to this. because (laughs) Because he didn't even know where the image came from. And, And this is an interesting story. Nelson Alfonso asked Ernesto Carrillo, 
where did that band image come from? And he says, I don't know. And he says, I know. And he went to the Vatican, and in the back um, stairs of the Vatican, as you're going down. Like one of those places you go where the general public Yeah, you're not supposed to go there. The general public does not go. You're not supposed to go there. Um, As you're walking down the stairs, on the back of the stairs going down is the image. Really? And that's where it came from. Hmm. And he took a picture of it, and he said, here's the image of it, and this is where it came from. He's, oh, my God. Huh. And didn't know. So, again, why is there La in La Giana? It's because it was La Gloria Cubana. It's so, and, it's and so perfectly you that it's yes. not even funny, yeah. even though it is funny. What's not funny is what Barry's going to do right now with a mixed audience here. Be careful of what you're about All to right, say. All right, girls. But it's time to take a peek <laughs> into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. Look, they took me. <laughs> it's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum cigars. (laughs) (laughs) And a 25-year-old cook really got into his cooking this week when he was making chicken soup for a wedding in northern Iraq. He wound up falling into the vat where he died from his burns, causing quite the stir. According to reports, there was no foul play suspected, but I guess you can say he really gave his heart and soul, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. All right, not bad. Did they eat the soup? (laughs) (laughs) They should have, right? They did not throw away the soup. No, after. they should no. have honored him. But well, once you get the soup, soup you're at the very yeah. dead end. Because yeah, and it tastes like chicken anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it tastes like it chicken. Tastes like chicken. People, the other, other, other white meat. <laughs> For upcoming sake. shows next week, uh, I will be going to PCA, so I'm leaving. Yeah, on no Dave show. Friday. It's gonna be the best show oh, ever. Are we having a party? We should definitely drink on the show. Oh yeah. Can cigar smoking help you lose weight? That's what you're doing. Can cigar smoking help you lose weight? Can I give the answer to it now? No. No? Okay. Dave, you've smoked a lot of cigars. I have. And you should my- see what he would look like if he didn't, though. Because <laughs> I gained every single year except for last year, which I lost weight, and I'm gaining back and smoking more than ever. So it hasn't helped. But who knows what would have happened. Right. It could have been worse. I don't know. And Barry's <laughs> been smoking cigars for a long time. Besides last year. Yeah, kept gaining. Yeah, I was thin before I started smoking. Wow. Mm -hmm. Thin? Thinner. Thinner. (laughs) (laughs) You never, were you ever thin? Yeah, I used to play hockey in high school. You were thin? I I was an athlete. You considered yourself thin? Yeah, I was in shape. Still shopping in the the Husky section? (laughs) No, that didn't happen until later in life. All right, when I come back, I'll return from PCA with all the the information that Are I you got to go places you're not supposed I will. to go. I'm sure I will. And then uh, after that, uh, uh, we're coming back to pairing whiskey and cigars. We got the folks from Single Cask Nation mm. going to join us, and that brand will be launched after. It'll be launched the Monday after ten o'clock. Okay. So and they're bringing liquor with them. They're bringing Ooh. liquor. Oh, we'll drink two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Are yeah. you going to drink? 
You going to drink next week? I don't know yet. Okay. We're not giving you any details. We already told you too much telling you what the show is going to be about. All right. Let's get to the emails. All right. This is... Uh, well, uh, let's, the, let's get a prize. I'm, I'm, I was just throwing to that. I was trying to buy you some time by saying... You're the ah. best. Yeah. So uh, this is the best email uh, of the week segment, and it is brought to you by St. Louis Ray Cigars. This week's prize is a canvas bag. A bottle opener and a flask that uh, has a top that doubles as a shot glass. It's pretty cool. Whoa. All right. Email number one was written by Tom through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Gentlemen and Mr. Jonathan. That never gets old. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> On the Cigar Authority survey results show, Dave asked the listeners to send along new ideas for segments to replace the two least favored. Victor Sinclair versus who would win, and the Don Raphael offer of the day. While the new Victor Sinclair question of the week survey and the Ask the Don segments are indeed new, they both, in a word, suck. So here are my new pitches. For Victor Sinclair, save the extra work for Barry cobbling together a weekly survey question. The poor guy is buried. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and we look to the other side of Dave's now shiny coin Camacho strength and character segment with, wait for it, the Victor Sinclair Seven Deadly Sins. Ed's wise-ass take on most things make him a great candidate to give weekly examples of cigar sins related to pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth. And Those then, are the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. Victor Sinclair cigar is so good, you'll swear you're sinning. I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But we'll run out of things after seven sins. Yeah. They're just No, it's the same as your strength and character. Oh, the, just, the greed, you just get a hundred greed things. You're not, you're not Like sold. asking a rep for two cigars so you can <clears throat> cut one open. Are you up for this, Barry? Then? Well, I think he threw this on Ed, so it would yeah. be, yeah. I'm, a, I'm very busy. <laughs> then for you're Don. Not. You're not. No, I am. All right. I don't like to do more than two things in any given day. All right. He makes a good point. Uh, then for Don Raphael, instead of us having to listen to Mr. Jonathan impersonate the Don in the John using his bearing. Is that what you're doing? I guess. <laughs> using his bearing down bathroom voice. We improved the prior segment's shortfall by giving the Cigar Authority host a truth or dare to play. Uh, the loser of the classic three-way has to pick truth or dare from a question presented by Dave. No chickening out on the dare is allowed. The truth is told or the dare is done for all of us to experience. Don Raphael Cigars, truly daring cigars, emboldening you to tell the truth if you dare. You, You're welcome. Mic drop. He could mm. be in our meetings. <laughs> he, could, he can hang. He can hang. He can hang. He could hang. You don't, you're not meeting. sold on the idea. But, no. But... But that's that's good that's writing. How, that's how shit happens around here. Just like I don't that. know how far we'd get with this group with truth or dare. No, I'm nobody not has that. any problem telling the truth. Right. Uh, <laughs> depends on what the question is. Really? Depends on what the question is. Give us is. an example for you. No. <laughs> yeah, he almost went for it. No, I would end up I would end up having to take the dare because I don't want to say the truth. All right, let's get to the poll question of the week. Brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. The question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Victor Sinclair Cigars, the cigars you won't question. And this week we asked if you could choose only one for the rest of your life. Would you choose to smoke alone 
or only smoke with others? Only with others, as I'm thinking. That's the winner. Mm. Man, do I like smoking by myself, though. So do I. Yeah, I'm going alone. Really? <laughs> well, you don't get to pick the others. Now, someone else could smoke with me. I just couldn't smoke with them. No. <laughs> no, that I'm going by the letter of the question. No, you would be smoking with another person, so therefore... I wouldn't be smoking. They would be smoking. So All right, gonna, so you couldn't light so, up. But, but I could sit there, and I could have a conversation with Dave while he's smoking, and it would be almost like I was smoking. I think I could do that. I'd like to not lose my smoking aloneness. <laughs> so you're thinking... I had a house all to most, myself. Most people going to say they'd rather smoke alone than... No, somebody no most people I think would want to smoke with other people. I would think so. so. There's nothing better right now, 55%? by the way. 55%? Mm. Rather smoke alone. Really? Wow. Okay. So I mean, before, you would think post-pandemic it would be right. one way. Yeah, that's what I would have mm. thought. Before I go to bed at night, I put my cigar out for the next day, and uh, I get up in the morning. I'm not even up out of bed yet. Cigar's already cut. <laughs> See, spark fire oh, you to got it. The, got the new house. Yeah, just Smoking in my out. bedroom. It's the best. Nice. There, there is a problem here because <coughs> somebody in the chat room says if I only smoked with people, I would rarely smoke. No lounges around here. So that ah, is an issue. All of a sudden, right. I think I'll have a cigar. I got to go find somebody. Yeah, and we happen to know no. everybody we know smokes cigars, right? right? Yeah, you end up giving up an extra cigar every single time. You're going to double your cigar budget. Maybe yeah. maybe the person you're smoking with is going to double their budget, and they're going to always bring you a cigar. That How many that times does that happen to you? for us, though? Because <laughs> we're in the industry. Like, I'm having the barbecue today in the brain. Yeah. Everybody's expecting me to bring cigars. Oh, you work in the industry. You'll bring them. Hmm. Yeah. How about you got a banker there? Somebody works in a bank. That, bring, that's money. Go, bring money. Bring uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> money. Doesn't happen the other way around. Okay, early thoughts here on Firecracker. We're a half hour into it. Still some more cigar Started left. off much more aggressive than where it is now. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. So, bless again. Jeez to, Louise. To put a number on it, I'm at seven and a half and spicy. I'll go seven with you. He's coming around. Yeah, eight. Is he? Eight? eight. Oh, my goodness. Seven and a half is exact. Now, what do you got? Three? <laughs> 6.5. So I nailed it. <laughs> it's it's typically less than the people that make the limited releases that really go up to the nine and a halfs and things like that. You know the chocolate oranges that you smash? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not bad. No. Pull, pull really? the chocolate yeah. out of that, that completely and add a vanilla component. And that's what you have on this. You have a, a vanilla balanced with citrus, but the citrus... Was once in close proximity to chocolate, but it's not. Chocolate is not really there. It's a, an, a very afterthought. Mostly, it's the vanilla, and it's the orange, and maybe at some point you were near chocolate. So let me explain the uh, the orange ball to to Barry. Yeah, what the hell is this? So it's a round ball like an orange right. with foil around it. You take it out and then you bang it on the table. It's something that... And it breaks up into slices. You know how you have two grandmothers? One really loves you and the other one wishes that you were never born? Yeah. The one that really loves you gives you Everybody the chocolate says, yes. orange. And the one that hates you... The is, one that hates you gives you, gives you, you clothes for Christmas. Okay. You know, a sweatshirt or a sweater yeah, that you never knitted. seen one of these. I want a cheat day with one of these. Oh. I want to oh, see a, one of these. It's a party. It's a party. But wow. it's very orangey. It's more orange zest than it is orange juice. 
Never heard of it and never seen yeah, it. It's way more you orange never had than an orange. Love you. That's the problem. <laughs> it's a big thing, though, right? I no, it so. has to be a New England thing. Really? I don't know. We're going to have to look into it. I don't this. even know the name of it, but. No, it's the orange thing in foil. Yes. Yeah. Somebody send Barry one <laughs> before he asks. After the summer, because it'll melt in transit. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll get you one next time I see one. All right, uh, let's take a break. We come back. Two more letters in the mailbag. Three and more. Lots, three more and lots more. So let's get to it. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Drew Estate and the rebirth of cigars movement. To celebrate this momentous occasion, the company is inviting you, consumers, retailers, and cigar media, to its epic blowout birthday bash entitled DE25. DE25 will be held on September 25th at the South Fork Ranch in Parker, Texas, part of the Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area. The DE25 celebration will include the unveiling of Drew Estate's newest brand with a first-to-experience approach for consumers and trade partners together. Buy your tickets today at drewestate.com forward slash DE25. That's drewestate.com forward slash DE25. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, 
nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Nelson Alfonso from Selected Tobacco, the company who made and manufactured Atabay, Biro, and Bandola. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. We have to have him back. It's been a few years, maybe. Yeah, it's been a, a while. Few years. We're back and we're smoking the Firecracker from United Cigar. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, the Firecracker, our, um, our brand known as being deceptive, um, who makes something that looks like a firecracker. You think they're trying to make people think it's them, it has to do with this, or... I think that, by and large, they think they can get away with it because you are just a retailer, and... Yeah. That the yeah. cigar was made for your shops, and so they can go national with it. Well, and, and, that, and that's the reason why I went national with it, because I didn't do it with the nub. Right. And uh, I lost... Hundreds of millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Um, so I ended up doing that. But uh, anyway, just uh, just wondering, because there has been, again, more of this happening. But whatever. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, email number two. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. The subject line is gimmick. You have an episode about cigar gimmicks. And three days later, I get this email. Lagiana Angelic, available now. Do you need more sweetness in your life? You're in luck, as Lagiana Angelic is back. This light smoke is gilded with a Maduro halo and is eloquent, uh, uh, eloquently sweetened around the cap of the cigar. The balance of smooth and subtle creaminess pairs perfectly with the sweetness on the top of the cigar. Chase the halo. Lagiana Havana Angelic has arrived. I think he's calling you out that that's a gimmick cigar. Well, what we did is age the tobacco for so long. <laughs> brought the sweetness on it. The sugars really came out just at the cap. And yeah. the, well, the little halo probably adds to it. Oh too, yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. So that's a gimmicky cigar. That's his words, not mine. I I think it's a good. Uh, Transition for somebody looking to maybe explore the world of premium cigars. I, I, made, you, uh, I made that cigar twenty years ago. Were you copying uh, Sober Mesa, or did Sober Mesa copy you? I don't think they copied <laughs> me, but uh, it, it's a long story of how it happened. Yeah. But we we did that twenty years ago, uh, and we brought it back. So because obviously people don't have a problem with uh, sweetener on on a wrapper before it was looked upon as a quite negatively, right? But uh, I mean, it's all the rage. You got brands like uh, Rough Rider and Bacharach, and they sell by the millions. Yeah. 
So here it goes. La Gianna Angelic, give it a try. Uh, the after show, uh, the topic we're going to talk about is Cigar Journal Magazine Awards, <laughs> the trophy awards that are coming out. Well, actually, it's your chance to vote now. Uh, this week, it's ready to run out. By the time you hear that show, it's going to be Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So you only got a few days after that to do it. We're breaking it down um, by each individual thing and trying to guess what you think because it's like a people's choice awards y'all gonna vote and the people in the industry don't mm. so it's an interesting thing it's a, that was at cigar trophy cigar trophy.com yeah cigar. so i got enough emails in especially where i was able to go back through that thing there were a lot that came in mm-hmm. uh and a lot of people had questions so i'm thinking maybe the after show next week uh we can do something along the lines of there are no stupid questions just stupid people oh yeah and i then, like that uh, so if anybody has any burning questions about cigars, send them burning my way questions. through the- <laughs> yeah, Burning oh. questions. Or any type of question. We can have some fun with some of the questions that come Sure. Out. How many of Barry's nipples are pierced? Yeah. You know, we, can, we can get into all the details that we I, can't do I'd in digs I'd say here. at least four of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, you know he, he has say. two on his back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> he says they're he says they're birthmarks. I used, not to have some, <laughs> I used to have something pierced, but we'll just leave it at that. Oh, uh, used to, used to. Following message, you've done it. You've done it. I don't think it's used to. But we're riding a line right now. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Number three. Following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com and Michael writes: Premium cigars. It seems as though coming to a consensus is pretty much a lost cause, since there are no real rules or standards with which the cigar industry operates in their production. No set sizes, no industry-wide regulations as to fermentation or aging, etc. Since the industry has set the standard for premium, we are merely left with opinion. I'm sorry, hasn't set the standard for premium. We are merely left with opinion. How about, then, a simple catch-all requirement? That is, the blend must be consistent to that cigar line, and if the company doesn't really know what leaf is used... How can they be sure of any quality or consistency? Handmade? Question mark? Question mark. Hmm. Um, we, we don't want to define it because, yeah, once there's a definition, it's going to change the way the yeah, cigar industry it, looks. It's um, uh, dark air-cured tobacco yeah. uh, and water is the ingredients. You start want to, wanting to break it down further than that. And to be honest, some companies don't want to say what the uh, magic stuff is and you know take Atabi Byron Bandolero for instance that they don't give the ingredients of all the tobacco they do they're getting big money for their cigar they don't want somebody else to try to make a version of it uh, and that goes for all of it there's big companies out there that have been not telling the truth for a long time of coming out and saying what their tobacco is and I know differently I know mm-hmm. it's not true and, and look at the FDA. They wanted to define premium cigars as costing at least, what, $10 yeah, it was? Yeah. You don't want that to happen. You don't, you don't want regulation at all. So uh, you want to go to number four? Yep. All right. Stephen writes through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. The subject is your biggest fan. I really appreciate all the content that you guys put out for us. I listen to all the podcasts. I check out the MeWees and even try to drop into the clubhouse when I can. Hmm. I'm such a fan of the Cigar Authority that it's not only do I try to watch it live every week, but I listen to it again during the week. I have a journal full of notes taken (laughs) during my viewing. I do have one question for you and two suggestions from a super fan. First, 
Is everything all right with Barry? He seems to be losing a lot of weight. <laughs> Secondly, for Dave, I think he should have several tiebreakers ready for the classic three-way just in case. Okay. Lastly, I forgot the name of the jerky guy that sits in the center seat, but could he try to bring out some of the nuanced flavors in his tasting notes? Not every cigar can taste like hot chocolate. Your biggest fan, Stephen. Okay, biggest fan, Stephen. And then Michael with the uh, premium regulations. We have um, the La Giana email of the Angelic. And the first one was the segment suck. And he had good ideas on the on, on those that um, I, I want to have him in a meeting with us. I mean, he was yeah. that good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I like number four, <coughs> but uh, number one was thought-provoking. I like that. Yes. So I got to go number one. Number one. Okay, number one. All right. Number one. Uh, we're not going to use any of those things, but uh, I like it. I like, <laughs> I like, I like. All right, Tom, just... Uh, Let me take a picture of that. All right. Barry will reach out to you. Okay, so... Um, oh, my friend Tom Criswell from uh, MeWe and Clubhouse. Oh, all right. So all right you, good. you know who he is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Clubhouse was good. Clubhouse yeah, was... I missed uh, it again. So did Jonathan. He, yeah. was, he was sitting home doing nothing, went to bed early. Because he, he forgot it was on. But, uh, I, I think he was just going through his ribbon collection. We, we could do a whole show on that, which maybe we'll do down the road, which was um, limited releases. Mm. Of, do they help or hurt is what we got into. And, uh, boy, we could have went on for hours and hours on that. Yeah, we got Terrence to join us halfway Terrence through. Riley, yeah. and. Yeah, was 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 real good. Good show. Uh, My wife thought I had a stroke during it. Yeah, <laughs> which made it even better. But I, I don't know. I, I don't see where that was. But Barry was uh, very talkative, and he was fine and had the last word. Huh. So uh, we had all that. But right now, let's get to it. Let's get to the classic three-way. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Who is our champion? Mr. Jonathan raising his hand three weeks in a row. Oh, he's great. So see if you can take him down. Today is July 3rd. And Julian Assange, the Australian founder of WikiLeaks, was born in Queensland today. What year? 1943. 1943. I have no idea who this guy is. Really? WikiLeaks guy? Yeah. 1962. 62. 1956. 56. Barry will take the point. He said 62. It's 71. Really? Yeah. He, he looks great look for good. his age. He, he looks look, a lot older. He did. He look, came out rough. Yeah. He came out rough. So Barry gets the point there, and it's over to Barry. Tom Cruise, American actor, risky business, Jerry Maguire, Rain Man. He was born in Syracuse, New York today. What year? 1960. 1961. 1951. 51. Ed Sullivan, 61 at 62. 
So we have a tie right now of Ed and Barry, and our champion, Mr. Jonathan, Loser. is a goose egg right now. And we're going to go to Ed Sullivan. It's <laughs> uncalled for. <laughs> Died this day. Died. Died. Dead. This day. Jim Morrison, American singer-songwriter from The Doors, the poet, dies of heart failure at the age of? 27. 27. In 1971. 71, he says. Uh, 1970. 70. 73. 73. Two points. Two points, Ed Sullivan. Two points. He knew it. He knew the answer. Huh? Come on, impressive. He's, he, he's a musical genius. He was there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't born yet. I wasn't sitting with him in the bathtub, if that's what you're implying. Died in the bathtub. So, that's what I was saying. I was no near Paris. You knew he was 27? Paris. Yeah. Was Mr. Mojo rising? <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, jeez. <laughs> too soon? Too soon? Um, I got five questions and two tiebreakers. We got Ed Sullivan at three, Barry at one, and Mr. Jonathan at the goose egg. Over to Mr. Jonathan. Back to the Future, directed by Robert Zemix, also starring Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. It's released today. What year? 1985. Barry? 81. 81. 1985, I had also. And Mr. Jonathan knew it. Knew it was the answer. It was 1985. How did you know, Mr. Jonathan? Because Two Guys Smoke Shop was started in 1985, and Back to the Future was the theme of one of our anniversary parties. Whoa. Since Barry has started working here, so he should have known it, too. That's Look, why we gave away the DeLorean. Before my time. Oh, yeah. Huh? Uh, I got one more question in the tiebreaker, but I don't think anybody can do anything here because Ed Sullivan has five, one to two. But for the hell of it, because we got the time, the movie Batman set a record for the quickest $100 million in 10 days. What year? Batman the movie. Barry. 86. 86. 88. 88. I think it was 89. 89 for two points. Mr. Jonathan coming from nowhere. Fifth grade. Four to one to two. Just for the hell of it, our champion is Ed Sullivan. But this is a one to you, Mr. Jonathan. Members of two live crew were formally charged with with, uh, uh, obscenity in Florida. Do you remember that? Uh, That would have been 1988. 90. 90. Barry knows it. Barry was there. Yeah. He was there. You like the two live crew? Yeah. yeah. I, like the, I, like, I like the videos, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So uh, let me see if this is still lit. No. 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 You so, had too many questions. And too much Lajero in there. Yeah. No, Nick Melillo wonders why did I? Why do I like that <laughs> when, when the cigar stays lit? I don't know why I, I do they're, like they're, it. We should try to put together a list of things that are odd about certain cigar smokers. Like you like when a cigar stays lit. You know, I I have a a buddy's dad that he likes his cigars to be wet. Like a lot of people do. 90% humidity, Hmm. wet. That's when they taste the best. I'm like, you're not tasting tobacco at that point. You're tasting fermentation. Yeah. Absolutely could do something there too. Uh Firecracker, not just for Fourth of July. Listen, it, uh, I got customers on it by the box. It, it is a good short format cigar. It looks like it's going to burn for thirty minutes. I mean, we're we're 
we're at the 46 minute mark here. Yeah. There's still plenty of cigar left. It's a good smoke. Yeah, they, it sells all year round, but right now it's selling like crazy. But after tomorrow, it'll go back to its regular schedule yeah. program. But in the wintertime, it's a good winter smoke because it's, it's a three good and a half inches long. Yeah. 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 Dave, I know you stash the firecracker releases over time. Do you smoke a whole bunch of them on the 4th of July or just the current in this one? Or? Yeah, probably just the current. That's right. I, although I, I know I have some Perdomos at home. Um, I'll tell you what happens. He brings them home. He puts them in the humidor. They mm-hmm. disappear My because mother. they go into his mother's apartment. Really? Because every night she goes out and smokes a cigar Well, on she her was hooked deck. on the Perdomo <clears throat> one, right? Yeah. And she had the other night, I know she had the wise man, Medora, and she said, I liked it very much. Really? Yeah. That's exactly what she sounds like, too. <laughs> <laughs> She's listening to you. <laughs> she hears you. I know she does. <laughs> but Hi, Ma. She'll smack that, me later. That one has a lot of oomph coming out of the gate, but oh, she yeah. can handle it. Yeah, huh? I'm, I'll smoke one tomorrow, Yeah, but have that, it that'll, a- that'll be it. Yeah, have it after all the eating. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's going to be all indoor eating. Oh, it's depressing. Yeah. What do you get? You got anything planned? Yeah. I'm going to go uh, hang out at Trevor's house and bust out the Blackstone, do some smash burgers because in the garage. You, in the garage. Yeah. Smash burgers. I like it. but Not because it's the 4th of July. It's because it's, that's what we do every Sunday. I have a garage, but there's cars in it. Mm. You park the cars outside. They're waterproof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, huh. You did Thanksgiving in the garage once. I, it was Christmas. Christmas. What? Yeah. Why? Because everybody was freaking out over the COVID thing. Oh. I and mean. I said, well, what's the difference? We just cold. The garage doors were closed. <laughs> I go, we got a house right in there. It's nice and warm. But everybody was bundled up and uh, the, 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 it was crazy. Yeah, my first Thanksgiving up here uh, after Jonathan served Thanksgiving dinner at 1130 in the morning. <laughs> it was 12 <laughs> noon. Yeah, I showed up 1215 to be fashionably you late. You showed up figuring, at 1245. All right, we had already your family's going to be the there. Dishes. You're going to have time with your family. <laughs> I'm not going to interrupt that. Your food was cold. And at 1130, they're eating Thanksgiving dinner. But we had cigars <laughs> in the garage. There was snow on the ground. It was like 12 no. degrees out. Was Barry were the leftovers already in the refrigerator? Did you get refrigerated? Did, no, no, no. I no, had it at his spot. Yeah, we had that, done the dishes. Everything was done by the time he, he showed up. Made a plate and left it where I would have sat. And so you had to just go sit by yourself. And I didn't let him sit in any of the good chairs either. I took the good chair that I had given him, <laughs> given him that he didn't one. use, and he got the folding chair. <laughs> this was when he was with his wife, ex-wife. Yes. yes. She was a nice woman. She was. A, a, yeah. Right then and there, I felt bad for her. We yeah. should have her on sometime. That would be a good show, like when Jonathan's not here. Yeah. Like when I'm, I'm not never here. missing another show. Yeah. So <laughs> that would be the I'll best I'll C-block show. that right now. All right. Have a happy 4th of July, everybody. We're calling it quits right here. Next week, I'm not here because I'm going to the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association trade show in Las Vegas. First time traveling in a year and a half. Uh, I'm going to call in. We're going to try testing this. By the way, we're going to test it Tuesday. If you go back, you listen to the Ash Holes last week. Right. Special guest. Oh, very special. After four and a half years, I made the show well, last week. That's because you raided one of our shows and just were going on about how. Because they, never- were, they were missing somebody. They needed somebody to get. They end up getting somebody in to fill in the show. And I'm right there. My office is right there. I'm standing there. I'm, I'm right here. You're always so busy. Uh, Are you going to be a regular on the show now? No, not a regular, (laughs) but I do. Ed's going to go away 
in a couple weeks or something. Yeah. I got to jump in, I guess. Yeah, he, he did okay, Barry. We'll we'll give him another trial in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure a few tips and pointers, uh, he'll get it right. All right, so I'm going to practice calling in on Tuesday <laughs> to, and see if I can pull this off, and I'll call you guys at the top of the show mm-hmm. next week. So until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's possible that you learned something today which makes you <coughs> The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.